What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Weekly Bits. Your regular host, Peter Chihuahua, is out this week, soaking up in Florida. I'm your co-host, Colin Harper, and today I am joined with Flip, the webmaster for Bitcoin Magazine. But before we get into the show, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Give Bitcoin. Give Bitcoin is the only Bitcoin buying option where you can both give Bitcoin to your friends, loved ones, whoever you want to, and also teach them about Bitcoin. It goes through uh, how-tos and 101s for why we find Bitcoin valuable, uh, best ways to store your Bitcoin. Uh, all that good stuff goes into monetary theory, Austrian economics. It's a great option for uh, red-pilling people on Bitcoin and letting them know what it's about while also giving it to them. Time locks it for a year to five years, and then after that uh, time lock is up, they can access their Bitcoin. Go check it out, really cool. They sponsor the podcast, really appreciate it. For this episode, diving right in, we will be doing a quarantine edition. I am joined with Flip. We're both working remotely and the world is falling apart. What's going on, Flip? Oh, everything is falling apart. I, I am having a hard time focusing uh, 100%. I just bought the last loaf of bread at Publix. So no shit. everybody else out there in Nashville, Tennessee, we've got tornadoes, we've got viruses, um, schools out, kids are everywhere. I saw a kid walking around with mittens and gloves like that was going to protect them. It's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, one thing I will say is like the, the public response seems to be pretty good so far. Like uh, Vanderbilt shut down, like Williams County and Davidson County schools are shutting down. Um, I think the hospitals seem to be on top of it. Um, people here definitely seem to have been privy to some of the warnings. Um, I'm actually pretty happy with how a lot of, uh, I don't know, some of my family members have been reacting, taking it pretty seriously. Um, but uh, <clears throat> man, on top of that, I feel like you got the coronavirus and then every day you got the Fed doing crazy shit and the federal government doing crazy shit. The most recent one, um, during a press conference, Steve, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Mnuchin. Mnuchin, yeah. Strange name. But Steve Mnuchin, during a press conference today, basically said within the next two weeks, um, the American public can expect some form of universal basic income from the government for, I don't know for how long, but they're saying that they're going to commit some money to the American people, a bailout for the people, if you will. And, uh, and I quote from the press conference, we're looking at sending checks to Americans immediately. Americans need cash now. And when I mean now, I mean two weeks. I will be previewing the numbers for how much, but it may be a little bit bigger than what's in the press. Um, this is pretty huge, man, because- insane. Uh, It's insane is what it is. Uh, yeah, it is insane. And I think it's crazy that you had Andrew Yang talking about this shit. And now that we're in the throes of what's, panning out to be just a horrific financial crisis. Uh, yeah, I definitely think the average American is, is going to be um, needing this. I think it's, it, it probably is what we have uh, to do at some point. Uh, you know, it's not like the economy all of a sudden just stopped, is it? Oh, yeah, that's right, it is. So we're going to need to give some people some money uh, for a little bit. And at the end of the day, I just tweeted this. If you're not buying Bitcoin with it, then do you even Bitcoin? I mean, this, this, for me, I'm excited, um, but I'm also very thankful to be in a, in a good spot in my life um, financially. Yeah, and we've and got that's a, the thing. 
and we're on the good side of this battle, right? With Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. And it's like going to be like adding fuel to the fire. I mean, you get this UBI, you buy Bitcoin with it. Um, yeah, I'm going to give a shout out to our, uh, our nurse people who are staying here in, in Nashville. We're ahead of it. Vanderbilt, um, 100%. I, I talked to one of my nurse friends earlier um, yesterday morning who said, um, I don't have any more friends. So please do give your nurse friends a phone call. Let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that you probably still don't want to really hang out with them too much right now. But can't wait to hang out with them once this is done. And you definitely owe them a couple of years. Yeah, man. My sister's a nurse at a, she's at, it's like a, or it's like a specialty care place. You know, it's like a walk-in. So um, they don't really have any uh, ICU beds or anything. So she's not going to really see too, bear the brunt of it too much, but she's been a little shook by it. She was also telling me a few weeks ago how the flu kills more people. And I was sitting there like, yo, like you should be careful with that thinking. And I almost, I really wanted to kind of put it in her face during dinner the other night, but I abstained. That would have been a dick move. Um, Possibly. Can't be like that. But at the same point, hey, you may have changed your mind at some point to listen a day or two earlier. And that's yeah. the difference. And that's one thing that I think is like um, people have been pretty receptive to that down south, and I, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Um, it makes sense. I mean, I think conservative-minded people oftentimes are a little paranoid in some regards, so they're not really trying to fuck with things. Um, despite the fact that you know, as my family voted for Trump, and he was being pretty, you know, I mean, just like blatantly lying about uh, the severity of it, and then at least he finally uh, faced faced up to it, which was nice. At least we're um, not in the UK, who just can't count. Yeah, man, that's kind of, that 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 shit's crazy. I mean, the fact that you're—I was reading something earlier about them basing their model off of another virus entirely. You know, the herd immunity thing—that that just seems super dangerous. I know Sweden was trying to do it too, and I, that's why I think like it's actually great what the what what Trump is doing right now, um, uh, and 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 the federal government basically telling people, finally urging people to just like stay home. And honestly, well, it's not even really them. I should backtrack. Uh, one of the things that I've really liked is kind of how decentralized the response has been. Like businesses and private entities and local governments have been taking it upon themselves to do to take measures, and I think that that's super, super reliable uh, and super helpful because y- you don't need to implement that at the federal level. Um, mm-hmm. And it's good to see like states and localities taking response when there was basically radio static and silence from the feds for a while. One hundred percent. I feel like we're going to get through this. I'm excited. Um, to see, like, like, you, like you, you pointed out, everyone's had a pretty good response here. Um, at least as much that can be hoped for. Yeah. Um, when, you know, it is pretty hard to look at the United States, see how spread out we are, especially here in the South, and go, oh, I'm going to be fine. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really easy to fall on that trap, and it's really hard to be honest with yourself about the math. Um, some days, like I said, I just went and had to go get some bread um, and some things, even though I've been stocked up, what now, Colin, since um, January, I think. I, I think I got maybe a little aggressive on the prepping, but um, I still I mean, feel Hey, man, stay out of the curve, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um, and related stuff, too, another pitch here. Um, there, there is folding at home if you're looking for other ways to participate as the webmaster and resident nerd. Um, here in the Nashville office. Um, I do want to kind of throw it out out there. You can't necessarily work on just COVID-19 related projects, but if you've got some spare CPU and GPU cycles, 
you might want to help out over there too. Um, if you go to uh, the Folding at Home website or Twitter handle, you can get the URL there. Um, but it's, or there's also a viewing, um, excuse me, uh, foldingathome.org is the website there if you want to go check that out. So, you, like, what is this? You, uh, Folding you, at you... home. So, basically, you can allow your computer to help break down some of these uh, problems with your, your, your computational power. So, they'll give you a little bit of a chunk of data, and you can work on that and send back some of the results uh, there. So, if you've got a spare machine or spare, like I said, It's just crunching data. data to try to help figure out, like... There you go. Like crunch data about the virus to try to process it. That's like, right. Uh, that's pretty crazy, man. It is pretty crazy. So, you know, if you go back, kind of the original one that I always think about uh, here is, is the, the SETI project where you could also kind of do this searching for extraterrestrial life uh, with your Xbox or a spare computer. Um, but this is obviously a, a, a pretty good use of uh, your time and energy, especially if you're just sitting at home and you really don't have anything else to do except watch copious amounts of Netflix. Um, yeah, watch Netflix, man. Eat yourself to death. You see the thing in California, how like that one marina, everyone was buying weed because they're going to shut down. Um, they're basically, I think they were shutting down in the city or like imposing a curfew. Yep. Uh, not, not entirely surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if we don't have something. It's going to happen federally eventually. On the curfew, not, not just you know, New York, LA, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Seattle, but we actually start to see that in your tier two cities like Nashville or um, yeah, I think you'll start seeing it. I think you'll probably see if it gets too bad. I mean, if it gets worse, uh, you'll see a federal mandate, yep. um, which uh, would be really gnarly. I mean, like that's what we're creeping towards. It seems like right. Um, you know, you have the Fed saying that they're going to give people cash. As I was reading a really good thread by Brett Weinstein earlier, or uh, Eric Weinstein, sorry. Um, basically about having to pay attention, like paying attention to what officials do, are doing rather than reading like media responses to things. And, you know, if they're doing stuff very quickly, you know, if, if we were going to go, if the nation were going to go under a quarantine, we would have like something like 48 hours notice, you know? Maybe. Um, I mean, that, that's maybe exactly what San Francisco had was that they were told uh, that they had about that much time. So, you know, I would, everyone that's listening to this podcast is um, incredibly well ahead of the curve. I don't expect too many problems. If you're the laggard that's listening to this, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Stop doing whatever that is. Uh, get your shit together. But for everybody else, I think we're going to be okay. Even if it was a 48 hour thing, it's more of just your family and loved ones trying to make sure that they um, get that news as soon as possible. So if, if you're uh, glued to Twitter right now, glued to, uh, your your news channels. Make sure you send out the text messages to get your family uh, inside quickly enough. For sure. And um, I got a question for you. Uh, go we did for it. a lot of prep here because this is quarantine time, and you know we're just quarantined. But I've been cooking a lot of food this past couple of weeks and preparing my rice and bean dishes. I'm curious. Do you have any rice and bean dishes to share with anybody? Do you have any staple things that you love to cook that are going to keep you sane and stable through this quarantine? Well, my favorite bean, Dave, is the green bean. Ooh. Uh, the good, good, good Southern boy that I am. And I like making some classic Southern green beans, just throwing in like a pat of butter, some olive oil, 
and some uh, some salt and some pepper, tiny bit of sugar. Let them slow cook for about an hour. Uh, but Molly actually is the bean master in my household. She makes fabulous black beans, um, really good refried beans, uh, pretty much everything like that. She adds a little garlic to it, um, a little bit of butter, obviously, and some onion to her black beans and just lets them slow cook. I think that's really the thing with vegetables is, is, is letting them slow cook. Um, Take time. That's it. You just got to give yeah. the time to do their thing. I did an amazing red bean and rice. Uh, being kind of the southern and then Cajun uh, descent that I have, I can accidentally cook red beans and rice pretty good. So that's going to be my staple. Um, I can't wait to share all of my red beans and rice varieties on Twitter. Um, I'm going to go crazy. This is going to be insane. But I'm I'm super, (laughs) super excited about this. It's the time to do it, man. it's the time, uh, quarantine is the time to experiment, do things you've uh, always wanted to do, uh, which is one of the reasons why I'm kind of excited about it too. And also thankful to have a job with the Bitcoin magazine where I can work from home and still get a reliable check. Uh, my, uh, I'm starting to see, you know, man, I'm Shout starting to see what a lot of my friends. Right? Shout out to David Bailey, uh, Tyler Evans, uh, Callie Bailey. We'll give Callie a shout out as well there too uh, for making sure that we are set up for success. And uh, it's nice to have that security because I'm starting to see a lot of my like friends, uh, like one of my friends, girlfriends um, out of a job. I mean, she worked at a travel agency, so go figure, right? But not going to be good. It's, it's, it's starting to happen. Molly's seeing less work. She's a tutor. Um, it's going to get gnarly, man. And uh, I'm just trying to stack. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for Bitcoin to get shit kicked one more time. It's gonna it's it's gonna get kicked in the gut because the stock market's gonna get kicked in the gut again, and people are gonna sell off their Bitcoin, and we're probably gonna retest three K liquidity. Um, yeah, I know, man. I know that we're gonna be talking about that soon on the magazine with um, some of the topics that we've got coming up. So just kind of maybe switch gears a little bit. I know you've got a a, a piece out on the the Larry Harmon case. Uh, I kind of want to talk about that because I. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but yeah. if you're curious on what's in there, but just more so that going back to, you know, the, the liquidity of Bitcoin, the 24 seven of the markets, um, we're, we're definitely going to get tested. This is a super important time, but so far I'm pretty stoked about what's going on. Uh, we're, we're coming right into, and not to, you know, uh, reiterate the bull, the bull um, pitch here, but, coming out of this, coming out of the halving, um, going into the summer, people are going to want to gamble to get their gains back. Guess what's coming back? Gambling on Bitcoin. Uh, the Ponzi scheme will uh, rue the day and come back with a fury. So I'm pretty stoked about that. I can't wait to see what happens, um, especially if people are getting airdropped money here. In addition to that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, I mean we're seeing um, MMT in practice right now. Uh, and it just, just like that snap of the fingers, all it took was, all it took was uh, a stock market to, you know, take an absolute shit. But, uh, you said you wanted to talk about the Larry Harmon thing. Talk about the Larry into that real quick. I'm curious. What- yeah. So, yeah. So, um, the dude ran a dark net mixer, which, uh, we'll go into the difference between mixing and coin joining here in a second. But, uh, a mixer that was basically tied to alpha Bay. And when alpha Bay got seized, they traced a bunch of Bitcoin back to this guy and uh, he was arrested and charged with laundering something like 300. It was like Ungodly. something 
300 million dollars yeah it was like 3000 bitcoin um so at uh at 10k it would have been about 300 million um but uh yeah so he was he was mixing them um which is basically where you give him your private keys and he shuffles the funds around and then gives you someone else's bitcoin a very ineffective way to try to obscure transactions um it's not like coinjoin which is non-custodial his was custodial uh with coinjoins uh, you're basically batching transactions with other people and through an extremely complicated process that I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, uh, I don't understand it enough to really explain, but it, it obfuscates uh, the path of the transaction. And so basically what this court case is saying is he was liable for mixing these coins and anyone who interacted with him was liable for it too. And they were all, it was all dirty money, right? But like kind of the question at the center of this is, okay, well, how liable are users for trying to uh, use privacy functions like CoinJoin um, to improve their online footprint and uh, or obscure their online footprint? And also, what does that mean for software providers? Because Finson has actually kind of said, you know, if you provide CoinJoining software and someone uses it for laundering money, you could be liable. Um, and so the case really is kind of big uh, in terms of what questions it asks, in terms of answering those questions. Uh, that'll have to wait until we get someone a case that involves actual coin joining or something that wasabi or samurai provides uh into into courts because right now it's just a very clear uh, case of money laundering and uh the dude owned the coins uh because people gave him their private keys so until we get one where it's a non-custodial mixer i don't think we'll truly know the implications of what fincen thinks should be charged under law in terms of uh trying to make your bitcoin more private yeah, I think it's I think it's still going to be interesting to see how far they go um, as this case does unfold. You know, my my biggest fear going into this that it was not just your traditional KYC with you know your customer, but it was also going to get into um, understanding the the history of, of the, the transactions and getting into a fungibility issue. Um, it doesn't seem to be going that route, so. I think that that's probably the best. Yeah. And I think that's the, the important thing to remember right now is like, if you're just using coin joins, you're fine, right? You have nothing to worry about if you're an honest user. Uh, if you're using coin joins to buy stuff off the dark web and you get caught, then, you know, of course you're doing something illegal already. Um, and with this case, um, you know, very was clearly money laundering and uh, the problem with fungibility or the question of fungibility that this raises kind of like you were saying right now it's not really a threat um i don't really see it uh, evolving to a point where they're trying to uh damn regular users for using something like coin joins but i think everything is also kind of progressive and uh they're taking steps towards uh these these compliance questions are always on regulators minds and they're taking steps towards i think measures where they would just rather people not using this stuff at all um and uh Chain analysis software is kind of becoming a, a household name with a lot of these regulators and some of these companies that take Bitcoin um, like exchanges and uh, other wallets and things like that. And uh, some of them, if you have do a coin join transaction, they will not take your Bitcoin, uh, which is, I think, something that people aren't really talking about that much. Um, no, an example I, would be Binance. Right. And it, it has to be a topic. And, you know, you've got... Um, your hodl hodls, you've got your bisques, you've got options out there. Um, 
but at the end of the day, if these exchanges who we kind of think are on our side start to make a little bit of a turn um, against CoinJoin or mixed uh, coins, that, that's going to be an issue. Uh, but I think it also opens up a new opportunity for a lot of these other non-custodial services um, and non-custodial exchanges too. Yeah, um, I agree. And I, th I think BISC, you know, I, I've, I've used it not, not very much, but I need to use it more because it's a great service. Um, and I do think you'll see some of those hopefully becoming more popular, but average user probably won't use them. And then for that matter, average user is not going to do coin joins either. So 100%. We'll just, the, we'll, the BISC will be for us. We'll get all the BISC trading. All the um, BISCs. Um, yes, very much so. We've got, um, speaking of BISC, um, we've got some cool announcements coming on uh, with them. You'll see them on the website um, here soon as an advertiser uh, or sponsor for um, a little while um, and, and trying to get some of their liquidity up and making sure that that's a great service. So shout out to them. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to have them specifically because of this problem that they help um, alleviate. Liquidity, though, is important. And so if you haven't tried it out, give it a shout. Um, they didn't pay me to say that, but they will pay to be on the website soon, hopefully. Um, so very excited to have them uh, as part of the Bitcoin Magazine family. Um, what, what else do you see kind of going on with, with this Larry Harmon case or any other narratives that are coming out as far as things that might get in the way of kind of a bull run. Do you think FinCEN's gonna try to, or the government's gonna try to, um, I don't know, put a kaput somewhere in the middle of this if things run up and things get a little bit worse in the traditional markets? Or do you think, no, I think leave us alone? I, I think it'll be pretty pretty localized and um, they, all they care about here is that money was being used for drugs. Uh, so the, like, like you were saying earlier and like we were saying, the average Bitcoin user has no reason to worry. I don't think they're gonna, like th th this court case would not be something that um, would have, I don't think any sort of negative ramifications for anything Bitcoin related. Um, and I think that right now it's just about waiting to see, you know, where's the bottom for us and what happens. Uh, can we decouple like gold uh, from the stock market once this liquidity flight is, is concluded? And I think that, what a, I mean, what a fucking time, man, to be doing that right before What's the gold doing today? I have not looked today. Gold good? Gold's getting shit kicked still, I think. Everything's getting, you know, pretty pretty thoroughly stomped. Um, I think Bitcoiners are too hard on gold. What, what, why do you think we are, like, it kind of, I, I feel like that, too. One of the arguments I've been using here recently is that uh, gold is just analog Bitcoin, right? We, we have to kind of establish some type of superiority over gold. Yeah. At least I feel like we need that superiority for some. I don't, but I don't, I don't know if you even need to though, because you, there's always going to be multiple investments of similar calibers. Like you still have silver with gold and, you know, some people laugh at silver, but silver is a serious, uh, a serious investment. Um, and, uh, also with gold, I just think that you, sh you really can't underestimate literally like, m like millennia of faith in, um, in a commodity like that. Like we've been using gold, you know, since, since pre, pre, you know, pre, uh, prehistory, right? Uh, and I think that that can't be underestimated. And um, at least to, you know, the majority of the world, you may think Bitcoin, I'm not saying you, but just Bitcoiners, you know, you or we may think 
Bitcoin is the, uh, you know, more, uh, the better form of money, but the vast majority of the world does not think that. <clears throat> At least they don't think that yet, and that's what matters. Yeah, well, uh, but millennials the, with apps and internet, though, and Zennials changes it. I, and I think that um, we, we, everything, there, there are no sacred cows. Uh, it's yeah. There is a chance that this flips everything on top of its head down the road. And of course, that's the that's the bet. That's the thing that we're thinking that it's going to be. Um, and I, I'm not as delusional as I may seem in that sentence. I, I do understand your argument that gold's not going anywhere. Um, and it, it we will have a long time to phase out. I think it will take much longer for gold to phase out than it will fiat. Yeah, no, for sure. Because gold's like Bitcoin. And like like you said, it's analog Bitcoin. And I think that you can't just say, well, Bitcoin's going to replace this. It's like, no, it won't. Um, but uh, that's all that I'm trying to focus on getting hordes of is metals and Bitcoin, man. Ooh. Maybe some firearms. Who knows? Firearms? Not, not necessarily to protect myself, because you know, if you get good firearms, collector's things, those things hold value really well. Amen to that. Um, before the, before we started talking, I was actually telling Colin about that. I, I've, I've got to get out there before this curfew happens, um, and exercise some of my rights on that one. It's one that I feel like I've neglected, um, here over a couple of years. Oh, I gotta get back into it. Yeah, man. It's great. It's one of the, it's one of the greatest civil liberties of this country and also the one that plagues it the most, you know, with, <laughs> with shootings, but there's um, a lot of stuff course yeah there is um colin we can do an an episode from the range i'm happy to show back up and even if peter's around we'll just put peter on the show too give him a show back um and uh we'll we'll go out to the range and we'll we'll do one for everybody let's do it man well i think that's probably a good place to to cap it um you have any uh, final thoughts no uh i uh really appreciate you letting me come on the show I'm, i'm as my Twitter profile says, um, I'm usually hiding in the in a dark room somewhere behind a computer screen. So really appreciate you kind of let me out um, and, and get on to uh, one of these episodes. Super pumped. Hell yeah, man. And that is Flip, Bitcoin Magazine's webmaster. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, what's, your, what's your handle, Flip? Flip underscore BTC mag. Pretty easy. And I've got, pretty easy. I've got a dank meme up right now about hand washing. Go check it out. Give me some love on the Twitters. Hell yeah, man. And you can find me at As I Lay Hodling. And you can also find uh, all Bitcoins Magazine stuff at Bitcoin Magazine or our website, or our website BitcoinMagazine.com. And you can find all of our video stuff at YouTube.com backslash Bitcoin Mag or forward slash Bitcoin Magazine. Thanks for tuning in this week, y'all. Peter will be back next week. Uh, look forward to it. We'll be back on schedule with the normal podcast then. Take it easy and uh, stay safe and quarantined out there, folks. 